This is Tank Dale, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here of course with the trash man who's just now home from Houston, Texas. Lovely Houston, Texas. Be- beautiful weather this time of year, I'm sure, trash man. Uh, went, went, from the, from, went from the arid heat of Austin to the balmy heat of Houston. It is heat dome, dude. It just it just plus either way. It just it it just won't leave us, but it doesn't matter because fantasy football season is here. If you have drafts this weekend, uh, please make sure you've downloaded the most recent version of your specific cheat sheet, whether that's for PPR, standard half point PPR, or super flex. We've updated them all coming into the weekend. As always, we'll maniacally continue updating all of the cheat sheet products and utilizing all this information that we learned from these various training camp stops. At the end of the whole thing. If you count up the camps and the joint practices that Cody, Trashman, and Byron have been to, we're looking at over, I think I counted them like 19, the, we're 19 teams that we've got to be around, which is our uh, biggest accomplishment as far as a training camp tour so far in the history of the company, dating back to 2011, 2010. When did we start this? 2010, 2011? We, I, I, think our first, I think our first year on radio was 2011. Um. Regardless, uh, it, it, it just a smashing success, and that's because of the support of our pro members. We could not do it without you guys. So here's the information that you need from Trash Man's couple of days down there watching the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. Trash Man, just a general sense, was it like um, – did you get to see – how were the practices? You got to see some actual decent practice at this one, right? Yeah, I did. Got to see a lot of 11-on-11 uh drills a lot of red zone drills from both teams um Miami it was a little bit harder the visual was a little bit harder on some of their uh offensive drives at least you know some of the seven on sevens the what um, was a little harder to see the Mi- Miami's offensive um movements on some of the seven on seven drills just because they were on a different field than the Texans offense Huh. Um, that wasn't as quite as the visibility wasn't quite as good. Did the Miami media that traveled have better access to that? Or was it just the Houston Texans media just gave everybody who was there that same line of view? Um, Miami had a different area and I went over to the Miami area, um, but it still just wasn't. Uh, you just you're on the end of the um, end zone on either side. What for the Texans, you were kind of more midfield i know I, I i know that portion that you're talking about you're so they were over in that portion where they butted up against the outside of the indoor facility they yeah. were out there on that side like on the back side yeah that's yeah. hard to see over there um okay um well i guess let's start do you want to start with miami then let's just let's just start with them so you said that raheem Mostert and jeff wilson were they both back at practice they both been missing some time through the beginning part of of camp they were both back in practice Mostert looked spry. Mostert looked good. Jeff Wilson, a little less dynamic, you know, and that's kind of what we were expecting. But Mostert looked good in that battle. He was the, he was the de facto number one. He played 
exclusively with the first team. Jeff Wilson worked in after him. Devin A. Chain, he worked predominantly with the second and third team. He got a few snaps with the first team, but they were few and far between. They were so on just like yeah, was it just gadget snaps? Oh, passing down snaps. Yeah. So, I mean, does it kind of does is that kind of in keeping with what we've seen from the preseason that A. Chain's playing into the fourth quarter of these games? Yeah. So he's a backup. It, 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 it seems so. Moster, Moster looks good. He looks like the number one. Jeff Wilson, maybe a 1B. But, yeah, A-Chain right now, he's he's intermittent at best. So, so, all the, so all the hope that everybody had with Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets and this freeing up things for A-Chain, is that, you know, is that kind of hope in your mind dis- displaced a little bit is, is that misplaced hope and are you actually now becoming interested in a Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson I'm more I'm I'm pretty interested in Mostert a chain I mean it actually I was actually happy when I saw him get a few snaps with the first team because it, it took a while it wasn't until the second day that I saw him work with the first team if you just, if I mean, if you just look, man, I, it feels like so we've kind of gotten, you know, ever since the ever since the first preseason game, we've kind of gotten a little bit down on down on a change where we're not getting him as much anymore, right? And I, that was one of the main things that I wanted to kind of hear from you because not only does it have to to do with a chain, who I think through the course of the season should be able to do something, right? But I mean, yeah. golly, like Raheem Mostert's going off the board as a wide as a running back, like five. You know, I mean, he's where is he? One fit like one fifty two to one kind of sixty ish area. Um, that's a player who I've seen in the drafts that we do in these simulations that is still available sometimes in twelve team leagues in the twelfth and the thirteenth round. Um, it, it feels like at that point in a draft, he certainly he feels gross, right? It's not something you're going to run to Twitter and have a screenshot saying like, "Look who I got in the thirteenth round," right? Yeah. But it, at that point in the draft, it could be it could be a value unless you think that this is just going to be a, you know, would it, would it be a three-way committee or is there any appetite to, for like Sovin Ahmed and uh, they still have Miles Gaskin who looked good in the preseason game. Solvin, I, I saw Sovin Ahmed get enough touches to where, you know, I, I made note of it. Is this just going to be a whole committee? I, I do think that Mostert is the one A. I, I, it's, it seems like he was the guy on the field the most. He was the guy who made, and well, when they ha- had drives that actually moved down the field, and there was one drive in particular where it was pretty much just Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert, and actually Durham Smythe oh. that were. Oh, play the song. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it, it was, I mean, I'm just saying what I saw on Smythe. When there was a tight end involved in the passing well, I mean, game, I don't care about Smythe. Hey, 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 trash man. Do you, but do you think though? Just tell me after being there, watching these guys closely for two days of practices, what do you think about this general theory that is being bandied about? And I know you don't listen to fantasy football content or get on Twitter or even care about this stuff. But one of the narratives that we've heard people say is that maybe Jeff Wilson would be the guy to target if you're targeting one of these running backs late. Because a chain has a skill set so much like Mostert, and if that skill set were to get bitten into, it would get bitten into by a guy like a chain um, more so than um, 
Jeff Wilson that doesn't seem to have a redundant asset there right behind him in the same way that Mostert does because Mostert and Achan are a lot alike. Do you, does that just? Not I didn't really... see that. Okay. On field, I don't think they're. I don't think they didn't seem that alike that much alike to me. How how is Raheem Mostert that much? Because I thought that was a good comp coming out before he even went to the Dolphins. Mostert looked considerably, I mean, bigger than A Chain. That's the thing about A Chain. They're kind of they're close to the same size, but the thing about A Chain that you notice, he does like he has small hands, he has short arms. He's he's just not a big man, is what we would talk about when we were analyzing him as a prospect. Yeah, they look like two entirely different players to me on on the field. But A Chain always played bigger than he looked. I felt like I almost felt the opposite. I almost felt like Wilson and a chain had, had more, had looked more similar on the field than most are. Most of looked like in between the tackles power runner. Okay. Well, that, that, that's interesting to know. Do, I mean, so do you want to get some Raheem Mostert at the end of your drafts? I mean, would you rather have yeah. him over one of these back? I mean, who would you rather have between Raheem Mostert and like, say, I guess you'd rather have him than like a Ty J Spears. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Based on these two practices that I've seen. I don't think we need to talk much about the wide receivers. We all know that Waddle's awesome, but he he's hurt. Well, I mean, what are you going to tell me about Tyreek Hill? You know, you could tell I mean, me you, exactly. There's, you could there's tell me you look really terrible out there, and I just tell you to shut Tyree up. Tyreek Hill. I mean, like honestly, it was a it was a musical chairs behind Tyreek Hill. I don't think it matters. Just out of curiosity, but he actually, I think he tweaked his ankle on the final day. He's, but, man, he's he's hanging out too much with 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 Christian McCaffrey on those yachts during the offseason. He's <laughs> picking up that injury bug. Um, okay, probably so. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, what are they dating? Like, what are they dating? Each other's, Crockcraft, who is, are getting is, snaps? Is is isn't isn't aren't aren't they dating two girls that are like sisters or something? No clue. Yeah, there's something like that. If you cruise the TMZ's eye, the Tavarius looks a little bit like a McCaffrey. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. And he kind of he kind of ro- walks around with a with a swag. Yeah, man. Yep. You you remember Barrios at the Senior Bowl? You, you, whenever you kind of meet that guy, dude, he thinks he's a big, big dog. <laughs> he definitely he, does. He, he he walks around like it. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't care about the tight ends. I don't care about the third wide receiver. I don't, like. Did you see anything from Tua? Anything just noteworthy of passing along? He was up and down. They had one drive in particular where they really they moved the ball field quickly. They they had no trouble moving the ball on the Texans defense, but you know, in integral situations like, you know, they got into the red zone and then he threw a pick six. So it was kind of inconsistent from Tua, at least throwing the ball. Running the ball, he looked good. He's a bigger guy than you would think up close. Thick oh, to the trunk. You just you you had never seen him live on an on an NFL field yet, huh? It's, no. So, okay. Huh. All right. Um. But he, I mean, he looks fine, right? I mean, you see yeah, him getting interviewed. He seems, like, is, he seems like he's pretty confident and stuff with all the jujitsu he did in the offseason. He looks confident. The thing is, this offense is predicated on Hill and Waddle being out there. And without one of those guys out out there, the offense doesn't ha- really have a face. Got it. Okay. What about Houston? Um, I think that the biggest takeaway from this is Raheem Mostert, and I'm going to be making a little bit of a shuffling move with him during that during those sort of 
I call it kind of like the one of the little hinterland areas of the cheat sheet where you in an area where we might not generally get guys. It feels like there are certain areas that coalesce where there's like pockets of players you can choose between and stuff. But it feels like Raheem Mostert's a player that we can get there in that same kind of. It's, it sounds like he should be ahead of these clear backups like Ty J Spears, Ty Chandler, you know this 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 kind of guy. Absolutely. Um, you want to win your fantasy draft? No, I mean, like, really. Do you really, really, really want to win your fantasy draft? Because you can win your fantasy draft with the RosterWatch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet, available at rosterwatch.com. It's the revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever, and it's the only tool you'll need this draft season. You've heard RosterWatch live on SiriusXM Radio here on the podcasts from all the NFL training camps. Now all you have to do is follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper using the RosterWatch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules. An extra quality draft is guaranteed if you follow the three simple rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The RosterWatch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet. You can't afford to draft without it. It's available now and only at RosterWatch.com. What about the Texans? First of all, how does C.J. Stroud look in that first preseason game? It was, I have to admit, it looked a little bit disappointing. He didn't have quite the placement in the touch that I was hoping to see, but it was then again the first time that the lights came on for him. Did 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 you see anything? What did what? I don't I don't I don't want to lead you. What did you see? Stroud looked good for the most part. Some of the some of the deep throws weren't quite on, so I can kind of see what you're saying there. But he looked confident in the pocket. He worked. I was always most questionable about his. I guess um, demeanor under pressure because I feel like that was a a question for Stroud. Was there a lot of pressure? There was a lot of pressure because be, because if you look at that Miami front seven, it's actually good. Like whenever I made the strength of schedule tool and you analyze who those players are, you analyze what they're getting paid. Well, you you analyze what our um, our our scouting evaluations were of them generally and what their relative athletic score is just as a unit. It's that's a good. You know, that's a good front seven. That's a good front seven with players who are coming on. But on the other side of it, what you hear from, you know, Texans people is that if the center, oh God, who's the center they took in the second round? Syracuse, was it Syracuse? Juice Scruggs. Um, If you have this, if Juice Scruggs can come along, you know, they still have Kenyon Green, who they liked as as a first round pick. They have Titus Howard, who just got paid with the big contract. Um, they they have two good two really good tackles. I, I mean the, the the offensive line should should be coming along, and that's one of the things that gave me a little bit of hope about Stroud. I'm not sure that comparing him against that Miami front seven is the most the most meaningful thing because I, that projects to be one of the better front sevens in the league, at least based on our internal an, analytics for the matchup tool. He he was under a lot of pressure. The offensive line wasn't holding up well. I mean, it wasn't the offensive line so much. I think when he when pressure got to him, it was usually a safety. Um, and I think he handled himself well under pressure. I didn't, you know, there weren't. I don't know that I saw any interceptions from Stroud. Where I can't say that for Davis Mills. Davis Mills was abysmal. Stroud was the best quarterback on the field for the Texans by far. Yeah, well, geez, I would hope so. <laughs> Is it? But so, you, are are you are you comfortable? Here's the real question: Are you comfortable with Stroud as your quarterback too and super flex if you get caught in a bad pickle? Yeah, 
Well, and I think it's largely predicated on the fact that he has Dalton Schultz and Tank Dell there underneath. Okay, well, so Tank Dell, I'm sure. Just give us the Tank Dell propaganda. I mean, Tank Dell. I mean, it's it's impossible not to catch Tank Dell fever out there watching them. Some know. of the media caught it too. Yeah, the local media. Yeah, I mean, what it was just un- uncanny. Just his ability to get open. His his cuts are just so decisive. He was just breaking dudes' ankles left and right and catching those outs in the re- in the end zone multiple times at least three touchdown catches that i saw in red zone uh drills for tank with dell. The ones? that's who they looked for that's who john ones? looked for in the end zone it was tank dell and then dalton schultz dalton schultz ones? had a really nice one-handed grab in the end zone but this is with the ones right this is with the ones well i mean cj stroud asked for him specifically yeah i mean and he uses them he and called he used, him and use, he, the thing is he called him and said, "We're." He called him and said, "Like we're, <laughs> like we're about to take you." It's his weapon. It's his secret. It's not a secret weapon. It's his op- open, openly admitted weapon. Thing is, the Texans still don't know who their starting receiver group is. So, what? Break that down for us, then. Almost every receiver that they have on the roster played with the ones at some point. Who played you know, most? Who Who do you think it is? Who does the media? It's probably Robert Woods, Tank Dell, and uh, and Nico. Those are the guys I saw on the field most, but also saw a lot of Steven Sims, saw a lot of Xavier Hutchinson. But it was it was Dell, Collins, and Woods that were on the field the majority of the time for the Texans. Does Tank Dell come off the field in two wide receiver sets? He did. Less less so on the second day. Less so on the second day. First group of uh, 11 on 11 second day, Tank Dell was out there with Robert Woods. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he was and he, he was being used. I know at least last week in the preseason game, he, he, he was being used on the outside, especially down there in the red zone when he caught that. Not a, I guess not a back corner fade, but like a side, like a side kind of pylon fade, right? Yeah, and right. those and those and those were the those are the throws that were that that he was getting, you know. That he's, he, dude, he, is, he is lethal with that damn whip route like that. Where yeah. like like you said, man, he, he the way he gets open, it sounds like he looks just like he did at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Looked which exactly is, the same. Which which is but which is funny because at the senior bowl we said oh we think you know, he weighs 165 pounds he's not going to be able to do this at the NFL level and as we're projecting it we're saying he can't do it he can't do it we're like if he could do that at the NFL level of course he he'd be a first round pick <laughs> but it's like yeah. he, he's not going to be able to do that versus an NFL defense and you just you you get to hearing that you know the Texans sort of see him as a Deshaun Jackson or a Marquise Brown and we said. At the Senior Bowl, doing those broadcasts, we said like, if he's going to reach his, you know, if he's going to reach his potential, he's going to have to be that kind of outlier, that kind of maniacal outlier that just is, you know, a guy that I mean, feels they, like I he feel just like needs his body. More to like, play. like it was almost like he was like an Amon Ross St. Brown. So, are you are you are you now to the point where you're like so? I know you play in a ton of leagues. You play in the, I mean, seriously, seriously high stakes leagues. And I feel like the leagues that we play in, that we played in since we were in you know, college together and stuff like that, are super important to us. 
we care a lot about them. Are you going to be taking Tank Dell in these leagues? Absolutely. In 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 redraft. Absolutely. When? <laughs> I, I need to know when to take him. <laughs> whenever I mean, whenever I can. I don't. I, I don't think he's that high of priority for most people right now. No, so I feel no, like he's not. He's going. If I can undrafted. get him, if I can get him in the ninth round of our keeper league, I would be elated. You but trash man. That's the thing right now. If you want to, just in, if you're doing a simulation of just a normal home league, you can get him in the fourteenth round right before you take kicker and defense. And then I I will be taking him in the ninth round of my <laughs> keeper league if 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 it, you know if I can. So so trash man, like coming into this weekend again, it's a, it, it's a big weekend for fantasy drafts. Like I, the guy who I've liked to build into the cheat sheet is sort of a couple of guys I've liked to build into the cheat sheet is sort of like last round round wide receivers. If you need a little bit more depth there, maybe Van Jefferson, who you know we've heard a lot about the breakout coming from him. Another senior bowler who we really loved coming out, a guy who's finally stepping up into a true number two role. The team situation sucks, but they should be throwing from behind a lot of the time, I would think. A lot more focus on a guy like Cooper Cup than there will be on a guy like Van Jefferson. And then, of course, Jaden Reed, who we saw at the senior bowl this last year, who I liked better than Tank Dell at the senior bowl. Um simply because I thought he was a little bit more versatile. But now that he's in the NFL, he's coming off the field in three wide receiver sets for sure, right? For sure. Because the guys who they have out there in two wide receiver sets for the Packers are going to be Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. If we, if that first game could tell us anything, it's, it, it, told, it told us about Jaden Reed's role. Now that Tank Dell, he's with another young quarterback in his first year as a starter. I know Jordan Love's not a rookie, but they're both first-year starters. They're both kind of – unknown quantities at this point would, would you prefer to get a swing on tank Dell at the very end over Jaden Reed or Van Jefferson or at least having that as an option to you yes well, all right so you'd be interested in having it as an option to you if, if you're on the clock and you need a wide say you've taken five wide receivers and you just like one more in a league where you say you start three would would you take Van Jefferson um Tank Dell or Jaden Reed? Tank Dell. Okay. I mean, it's it's just his star power is pal- palpable watching him out there on the field. I do think he's going to lead the Texans in receiving. I feel like Nico Collins, he's redundant out there with Dalton Schultz in the red zone. You're expect- expecting Nico Collins to get his, you know, to get his nut in the red zone. They didn't even look to him in the red zone. It was Schultz and it was Tank Dell. I, so you I like Schultz. You like Schultz too. I lo- I love Schultz. I love Schultz. I'll take him as a streamer any day of the week. Out there on, for Texans offense, the players I'm drafting are Schultz, are Schultz, Dell, Pierce, and to lesser extent, single Singletary. Well, all right. So so tell me about just that. Finally, just that that dichotomy with those two, Singletary and uh, Pierce, because it appears to me from what I've seen just in the practice clips, and I know that those can be um, deceiving sometimes, but, man, you see a lot of reps with C.J. Stroud passing the ball, working on routes with Damian Pierce. We know from our time scouting him, seeing him live, what a maniacally good pass catcher he is. Uh, it, it kind of – Betray, 
his body and his general style is just this slashing big, you know, ball of knives runner. It betrays the fact that he really, like he's a really naturally good pass catcher, framer of the football, really good hands. Um, that to me makes it, you think like, well, what do, what do I want Singletary for? It feels like he's just Damian Pierce's backup. He looked like, well, and I actually talked to Damian Pierce after he was, he came into the podium yesterday. Super nice guy. Great guy. Oh yeah, um, and I asked him about he's his role in the passing game. I uh, asked him about yeah. his role in the passing game. I was like, "Do you feel like the Texans are involving you a lot more, uh, more in the passing game this offseason?" He said, "Definitely." So, like, that's why I've lost so much weight because he's running all these. Has he? Yeah. Did I he mean, he's still a he big weighed? guy. He's still a big guy. He's still this. You know, he looks like he did at the senior at the Senior Bowl. Um, he's still a big guy, but he is being involved a lot more in the passing game than he was last season. Which is of just such importance when we talk about a team that is projected to only win, what, was it four and a half games, five and a half? What's their win total? Four and a half, five and a half? I don't, I don't have it pulled up right now. When we're talking about a, game, about a team with that kind of win total, we're projecting game scripts where they're going to be behind and you don't want to just a pound the rock kind of between the tackles, between the 20s kind of runner. You need somebody that's going to be involved, not only in that two-minute, that four-minute offense – but also a guy, if like if they have to drop back and throw the ball and stuff like that, you want to be an outlet in the passing game, especially in PPR. So I think that that's an important thing to uh, hear about Damian Pierce for sure. Um, but you said that maybe to a certain degree Singletary too. So like, where does that come from? Why? Singletary, he actually worked quite a bit in the red zone drills. Why? Um, just as a, as a receiver. I, I really don't think because they don't know who their receivers are yet outside of Dell, nobody's really standing out. I feel like there's they're using using Singletary kind of like a, a a secondary receiver, but he's still playing behind Pierce. He's still playing well behind Pierce, and Pils, Pierce is involved in the passing game. I just I think David Single Singletary will get usage though. Sort of a jack of all trades, master of absolute zero yeah